0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. on the 9th of january 2019 the title of our episode the smorgasbord shutdown it was inspired by the a number of government agencies that are actually involved in the shutdown let me just explain a little bit of the methodology here roughly 75 percent of the government is fully functional before the smorgasbord effect uh, took place What we have now uh, supposedly is uh, departments that were shut down, the uh, Internal Revenue Service. Supposedly uh, the administrations came up with a plan where they can process uh, tax returns uh, later in uh, January. And the Department of Agriculture can issue a food stamp or uh, food sufficiency warrants uh, there. So in other words, what you're having is is a smorgasbord effect. A smorgasbord, when you go to one, there's a number of items laid out on a table, and that's basically what is happening here. Now, it is uh, very, very problematic if uh, the executive order is legal in itself. And, of course, it will no doubt be challenged by, uh, as a uh, taxpayer lawsuit, this is normally how these kinds of items are done, We're looking at the overall picture here. This is from the BBC, and it had shut down since 1981. And the Republicans have used all of these. Uh, 1982 uh, in September, that was November of 81, September of 1982, and December of 1982. November again of 1983, September of... 1984 and October of 1984 that was during the uh, Regan uh, term and also uh, October of uh, 1986 and December of 1987 that was under Ronald Regan and again we had a shutdown uh, most of these shutdowns uh, were less than uh, five days looking at this is from the Congressional Research uh, Service via the BBC Nonetheless, in uh, December of 95, uh there was also a shutdown. Now, that was the longest shutdown, uh, more than uh, 20 days. Uh, that was when the uh, Republicans uh, could not uh, come to an accommodation here under uh, Bill Clinton. And in uh, September of, of, of 2013, that would have been under Barack Obama, that was one of the uh, longer uh, shutouts, uh, shutdowns, shutouts anyway, shutdowns. Uh, it was, um, looking at it here, more than 15 days at, uh, that that shut down. Then we had one in January of 2018. That was less than five days. This is on the DJ Trump. Now, this would be the third one on the DJ Trump. And the other one looks like a day-and-a-half, two-day uh, shutout, less than that. And the current uh, shutdown uh, started in December of 2018, and we are almost moving uh, towards uh, 20 days, and it could very well be the longest uh, shutout uh, in the history. Now, according to this, uh, D.J. Trump did not declare a national emergency. He gave a uh, an address from the White House. It was understood he would be giving an address from the border uh, down in Texas around McAllen, uh, Texas, but uh, that didn't occur. Supposedly, he will visit the area uh, this week on Thursday. But uh, does it matter? Uh, well, we're looking at the uh, support here. Now, this is from Reuters. Uh, that 51% of the American people blame D.J. Trump. That means roughly 49% or so uh, blame uh, the Congress or the Democrats or who who knows, maybe Moms and But the interesting... Uh, uh, the uh, point in this uh, particular uh, survey was that 70%, 77% of the Republicans. That means the Republican Party is overwhelmingly united behind D.J. Trump, almost 80% of the Republican Party. So, thus, it's not D.J. Trump. It is the Republican Party that needs a lot of work. Now, there are some senators that perhaps are on their way out the door. Uh, Cory Gardner, he's in uh, the state of Colorado. And uh, Susan Collin, who is in Maine, uh, their chances of uh, re-election is less than 50-50. And Lisa Murkowski, she's in Alaska. She just ran for re-election, so she is safe. But this is the so-called moderate uh, part. Now, we also have a graphic here from the uh, Border Patrol uh, Service of the United States. And this just basically shows uh, the number of people that have been apprehended in 2007 There were 800,000 people uh, apprehended at the border. And in uh, 2008, that would have been when, before Barack Obama took office, uh, about 700,000. In 2009, Barack Obama was sworn in. We had uh, roughly about uh, 500,000 people apprehended at the border. And this shows people from Mexico and others who want Get into the others because they are minuscule. If we go to uh, let me see here, 2016, uh, we had uh, roughly a little over about uh, 200,000 people from Mexico, and uh, over a little over 200,000 from other countries. In 2017, the last we have of the uh, statistics, we had almost uh, 200,000 from other countries in 2017, and about, uh, let's see, looking at this, uh, well, give a guess to it, a little over 150,000 from uh, Mexico. Now, these are apprehensions uh, there. So, in other words, it's dropped. uh, The illegal uh, border crossing is uh, down from uh, Uh, 1.6 million, that would have been in 2000, to fewer than uh, 400,000 last year. So that is a, uh, uh, an enormous uh, reduction, and no doubt about that, over 50%. Now we go back to uh, 2000, that would be roughly 19 years ago. So you can see how things are uh, happening and uh, what is actually going on on the border in real terms. The address, which you will hear part of, is the edited address. He'll come in a minute. From uh, D.J. Trump, he was at the White House Talking about as a humanitarian situation, well, you can't make that particular situation because, in terms of humanitarian, the number of people that are uh, in uh, these uh, concentration camps, uh, known as the Trump camps, are and p- where people have actually died. That is uh, the fault of D.J. Trump and his administration. It has nothing to do with any humanitarian uh, problem uh, there. If it were being handled uh, properly, there would be adequate uh, accommodations uh, with medical care for people that are being uh, detained, and that is not there. The uh, private uh, contractors that are hired uh, are overwhelmed uh, by the facilities. They're building more and more facilities, but not enough facilities, and they're dealing uh, with uh, uh, small numbers of people. What if they were uh, 20 years ago where they would have very, very uh, large uh, numbers of people, and some of this was from the campaign, talking about people uh, murdered by undocumented workers, about the heroin sold in the U.S. 50% comes from Mexico. He doesn't know that because he could come in a UPS uh, package across the border, it doesn't have to come by someone crossing illegally. And this is all about, according to the BBC, 4.5 billion pounds, or 5.7 billion, almost 6 billion dollars, to build a steel barrier. Now, in recent days, old DJ Trump has talked literally about uh, a, what's called in the U.S. a chain-linked fence. I guess the reason why it's the top or something like that. This is supposedly a 30-foot wall. Now, yeah, there was a vote at one time... Uh, a wall that Hillary Clinton, uh, Nancy Pelosi, and various other people have voted for at the time, and they have that's was be 700 miles as opposed to 2,000. So, not quite 50%, but almost uh, 50% uh, there. And the Washington Post have cracks in uh, Trump support, but that's a bit misleading when you have 80%, or almost 80% of the Republicans that actually uh, support this. There is really not a crack in his uh, party. Now, 20% uh, do not. But will that have an effect in the elections? Depending, obviously, on which districts, uh, uh, plump, uh, Trump districts that you're talking about. And there are different districts that with different compensi- com, com, uh, com, uh, compensations, compositions, get it right in a minute here. Anyway, if you have those kinds, uh, such as some of the districts in you know, Virginia that were taken over by these so-called moderate Democrats, if you have that scenario for 2020, you you would lose a House seats, no doubt about it. And some of those people that are up for a re-election in uh, 2020 have a much better chance of being a re-elected. We're talking about the moderate uh, Democrats. So, in effect, what does the wall do for dj uh, trump what's a campaign stunt he could go out and say well i fulfilled my uh, promise i tried to fulfill my promise not sure what his situation is but if you're using a uh, checkerboard or smorgasbord approach where every day you're exempting more and more parts of the government uh, that is not even a shutdown of the 20 uh, you, percent you're going to end up with less than a 20 percent uh, shutdown let's go now uh, to uh What was live from the White House, D.J. Trump is the edited version. And then we'll uh, go to uh, Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota on the House floor talking about the uh, senator from Minnesota, talking about the shutdown and how it affects people in the Midwest. And finally to uh, about five minutes uh, or less of uh, Chuck Schumer, the Democratic leader in the Senate, and he is actually the minority leader, and Nancy Pelosi, the uh, leader of the House. And then we'll uh, have some uh, words about the uh, college football championship. Unexpectedly, uh, Clemson, there was a blowout over Alabama, who was at the time uh, favored uh, to uh, win the championship. Of course, they came up a bit short, the people in Vegas and elsewhere. Uh, it was not a pretty uh, situation for Bama. But it, that's one of the things that uh, happens in uh, college uh, football. And here we go. This would not only be a station break, WBRN radio, and on the Boston Red Network, but we'll go now to uh, DJ Trump. Southern border.
2: Every day, Customs and Border Patrol agents encounter thousands of illegal immigrants trying to enter our country. We are out of space to hold them, and we have no way to promptly return them back home to their country. America proudly welcomes millions of lawful immigrants who enrich our society and contribute to our nation. But all Americans are hurt by uncontrolled illegal migration. It strains public resources and drives down jobs and wages. Among those hardest hit, are African Americans and Hispanic Americans. Our southern border is a pipeline for vast quantities of illegal drugs, including meth, heroin, cocaine, and fentanyl. Every week, 300 of our citizens are killed by heroin alone, 90% of which floods across from our southern border.
1: More Americans
2: will die from drugs this year than were killed in the entire Vietnam War. In the last two years, ICE officers made 266,000 arrests of aliens with criminal records, including those charged or convicted of 100,000 assaults, 30,000 sex crimes, and 4,000 violent killings. Over the years, thousands of Americans have been brutally killed by those who illegally entered our country And thousands more lives will be lost if we don't act right now. This is a humanitarian crisis, a crisis of the heart and a crisis of the soul. Last month, 20,000 migrant children were illegally brought into the United States, a dramatic increase. These children are used as human pawns by vicious coyotes and ruthless gangs. One in three women are sexually assaulted on the dangerous trek up through Mexico. Women and children are the biggest victims, by far, of our broken system. This is the tragic reality. So terrible. I will never forget the pain in their eyes, the tremble in their voices, and the sadness gripping their souls. How much more American blood must we shed before Congress does its job? To those who refuse to compromise in the name of border security, I would ask, imagine if it was your child, your husband, or your wife, whose life was so cruelly shattered and totally broken. To every member of Congress, pass a bill that ends this crisis to every citizen call congress and tell them to finally after all of these decades act our country and that is what i will always do so help me god thank you who will
3: each share the stories that have been experienced by folks living in our states a shutdown that is now to 18 days and will soon become the longest shutdown in the history of the United States government. The shutdown is unnecessary, the shutdown is embarrassing, and the shutdown is painful. It's unnecessary. Why punish American workers? Why punish American citizens? No patriotic leader in their right mind would want to do that. And the thing that's so troubling about this shutdown is the overwhelming majority of people who are affected are not connected to the dispute between Congress and the President over immigration reform and border security. Why should that dispute lead farmers to not be able to reach their extension agents? Why should that dispute lead small businesses to not get their small business loan application processed? Why should a dispute about immigration block the courts of D.C. from issuing marriage licenses to people? The president praying for, urging, and then proud of a shutdown is hurting all kinds of people who are completely unconnected with the issue of dispute between Congress and the president. In that sense, it's unnecessary. And second, it's unnecessary because there are bills on the floor right now that would solve this, bills that are bipartisan, bills that have been supported, Mr. President, by you and the other Republican colleagues in the chamber a matter of a few weeks ago. And if we took action right now, we could stop the punishment. We could end the pain, the gratuitous pain that's affecting American families and workers.
4: The floor today to join my colleagues in voicing my sincere hope. Uh, that the president will end this senseless, senseless shutdown. The American people are tired of our country being held hostage and our economy threatened. There are real consequences. I see it all the time. Of course, my state, unlike uh, the Senator Van Hollen state of Maryland or the state of Virginia, um, may not have as high a percentage of federal workers, but every worker that's been hit by this, it is the same story. At our airport uh, just this weekend, I talked to countless TSA officers, and they said we will continue to do our job, but now we're not going to get paid. And so you think about these people on the front line uh, that are doing the work for our country, that are keeping us safe, that are not getting paid because of this senseless shutdown you hear about the garbage piling up in our national parks you hear about people having trouble paying their rent or mortgage um, you look at the fears about airport security lines so everyday americans are affected by this as well other consequences of the shutdown are less visible but deeply painful for those affected entrepreneurs who want to take their companies public but can't get approval by the sec you have rural homebuyers who can't get their mortgages back by the Agricultural Department. You have farmers that can't access critical loans or information about how the department will implement the new Farm Bill. We were so proud to pass this new Farm Bill in this chamber on a bipartisan basis and something the president took credit for, and now we can't even implement it and help our farmers as they approach growing season in the spring. They don't even know what's going to happen with the new provisions of this farm bill, especially the dairy farmers in Minnesota that have been hit so hard by low prices um, and by the trade war that we're in. And so while this trade war is going on, we're going to also be able to now not be able to help them and deny them the help they need. Vulnerable Americans. Funding for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, which helps with food on the table, for 38 million Americans would be severely reduced or cut off altogether the Department of Housing and Urban Development payments that maintain housing for 3 million Americans. It is time to put aside the political games and it's time to get in the real game, and that is in the lives of American people to stop this shutdown. It means reopening our entire government so we can work on the issues that matter. This is a time in our country where we should not be governing from crisis. We should be governing from opportunity. After the downturn, the economy had stabilized. We should be working with the rest of the world. We should be selling our goods to market. We should be building the infrastructure in this country. We should be doing something about prescription drug prices, and we should be training our workers for the jobs that are available today and the jobs that will be available tomorrow. There are simple proposals out there. The Senate set the House of Representatives legislation that passed through this body unanimously. Not a single senator opposed it. Yet the president suddenly changed course and once again insisted that he needs over $5 billion immediately. The new House has now passed legislation to fund all shuttered agencies other than the Department of Homeland Security through the end of the fiscal year. That includes the Treasury Department, the Ag Department, the Interior Department, government agencies that provide critical services. These non-controversial bills were originally drafted and approved by the Senate Appropriations Committee run by the Republican Party. None of this makes sense to me at all. The measures that have passed by the House are sensible. They're ones that have been supported in the past by Republicans over in this chamber. Shutdowns are not good for the economy. The 2013 shutdown, I lived through that, was estimated to cost our economy over $20 billion. The president's own economic advisor, Kevin Hassett, has estimated that this shutdown will shrink our economy by 0.1% every two weeks. Maybe that doesn't sound like much. You know how much it really is? It is roughly $10 billion every single week. That is real money for real Americans. So stop the games. Shutting down the government should not be a negotiating tactic. If President Trump were to agree to sign the bills that the House has now passed and every member of the Senate supported last month, we would end this shutdown. Instead, critical services and our economy are being threatened with poison pill partisanship. To my colleagues in the Senate, I say this. Let's get this done. We owe it to the people that we were elected to serve. We owe it to the country. As one former congresswoman once said, America should be good as its promise. This is a promise we made to them when we were elected to do the best for them and to serve our country. Let's get it done. Thank you, Mr. President. I yield the floor.
0: I appreciate the opportunity to speak directly to the American people tonight about how we can end this shutdown and meet the needs of the American people. Sadly, much of what we heard from President Trump throughout this census shutdown has been full of misinformation and even malice. The President has chosen fear. We want to start with the facts. The fact is, on the very first day of this Congress, House Democrats passed Senate Republican legislation to reopen government and fund smart, effective border security solutions. But the President is rejecting these bipartisan bills which would reopen government over his obsession with forcing American taxpayers to waste billions of dollars on an expensive and ineffective wall a wall he always promised Mexico would pay for. The fact is, President Trump has chosen to hold hostage critical services for the health, safety, and well-being of the American people and withhold the paychecks of 800,000 innocent workers across the nation, many of them veterans. He promised to keep government shut down for months or years, no matter whom it hurts. That's just plain wrong. The fact is, We all agree we need to secure our borders while honoring our values. We can build the infrastructure and roads at our ports of entry. We can install new technology to scan cars and trucks for drugs coming into our nation. We can hire the personnel we need to facilitate trade and immigration at the border. We can find more innovation to detect unauthorized crossings. The fact is, the women and children at the border are not a security threat. They are a humanitarian challenge a challenge that President Trump's own cruel and counterproductive policies have only deepened. And the fact is, President Trump must stop holding the American people hostage, must stop manufacturing a crisis, and must reopen the government. Thank you. Leader Schumer?
5: Thank you, Speaker Pelosi. My fellow Americans, we address you tonight for one reason only. The President of the United States having failed to get mexico to pay for his ineffective unnecessary border wall and unable to convince the congress or the american people to foot the bill has shut down the government american democracy doesn't work that way we don't govern by temper tantrum no president should pound the table and demand he gets his way or else the government shuts down hurting millions of americans who are treated as leverage Tonight. And throughout this debate and throughout his presidency, President Trump has appealed to fear, not facts, division, not unity. Make no mistake, Democrats and the president both want stronger border security. However, we sharply disagree with the president about the most effective way to do it. So, how do we untangle this mess? Well, there's an obvious solution separate the shutdown from arguments over border security. There is bipartisan legislation, supported by Democrats and Republicans, to reopen government while allowing debate over border security to continue. There is no excuse for hurting millions of Americans over a policy difference. Federal workers are about to miss a paycheck. Some families can't get a mortgage to buy a new home. Farmers and small businesses won't get loans they desperately need. Most presidents have used Oval Office addresses for noble purposes. This president just used the backdrop of the Oval Office to manufacture a crisis, stoke fear, and divert attention from the turmoil in his administration. My fellow Americans, there is no challenge so great that our nation cannot rise to meet it. We can reopen the government and continue to work through disagreements over policy. We can secure our border without an ineffective, expensive wall. And we can welcome legal immigrants and refugees without compromising safety and security. The symbol of America should be the Statue of Liberty, not a 30-foot wall. So our suggestion is a simple one. Mr. President... Reopen the government, and we can work to resolve our differences over border security. But end this shutdown now. That was uh,
1: Chuck Schumer, the uh, Democratic leader of the uh, Senate. Let me just get one other thing, and we'll do the uh, sports here. Uh, And... We'll go to the Washington Post. Uh, Part of the problem with a polarized uh, nation as we have it now, uh, D.J. Trump has more and more appealed uh, to the hard right of his party. And that appeal to the hard right has uh, caused uh, problems. The legislation uh, that he has uh, tried to uh, bring about uh, has caused... uh, Many, many problems uh, for his uh, administration, including uh, the ill-advised repeal of the uh, Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, Uh, Senator McCain, the late Senator McCain, put the ice on uh, that particular one, uh, period. And this is one of the uh, instances that it just simply does not... uh, uh, Go forward. And Looking at uh, this is uh, from the Washington Post. Uh, Trump won the night Schumer and uh, Pelosi lost. This is by Max uh, Fiesen, I suppose, is how he pronounces his name. Uh, according to him, uh, Trump did something, uh, DJ Trump, that is, uh, Tuesday night that he rarely done since making office. He used the president's bully pulpit. It was much of a pulpit speaking from the Oval Office for the first time in his presidency, he spoke before from the Oval Office, embraced uh, our country's uh, traditions as a nation of immigrants, declaring America proudly welcomes millions of immigrants, uh, period. He shared a heartbreak. Well, that's from the campaign there. Uh, This guy is a uh, right-wing columnist here, uh, period. uh, And he's ended it up... uh, Until now, Trump uh, had owned the uh, 18-day shutdown, but prompted his address because he's the one who started it. But if Democrats continue to attack him and won't won't entertain any compromise, soon the shutdown will be theirs. That will not happen because uh, uh, the way that Trump has set it up, it will be Trump's uh, little baby, let's just say... uh, and that will be what it uh, will be. The president's uh, tied one more uh, gambit in the battle. he seems to be losing Different. so this is by Dan Balls. Dan Balls is a uh, veteran columnist at the Washington Post. Past presidents have used the Oval Office primetime to announce military actions to lay out uh, major initiatives of the call upon the uh, call to calm the nation's uh, nerves in times of uh, stress. Uh, D.J. Trump uh, chose uh, the uh, gravity of the venue for a far different reason on uh, Tuesday night to try and create a uh, sense of national crisis in, in pursuit of an, emiss- an elusive campaign promise. With the government in partial shutdown, uh, talks with the Democratic congressional leadership uh, still made it over funds for the border, uh, as skillful as he is at dominating the national conversation. He has uh, been singularly ineffective in this battle to change uh, public minds. Are the uh, weaken the will of the Democratic opposition? That is a factual situation. Has tried uh, many things to gain the upper hand. He hasn't. When you have the lower hand, it's very difficult to get the upper hand. He since he's cast blame on Democrats. He's tried to Twitter and uh, short videos from the uh, South Lawn. Well. The whole idea of a national address from the Oval Office uh, in uh, 2019 is less effective. And the reason for that is, uh, although the Nash, so-called traditional national corporate media carried it, their uh, uh, sway with the public is uh, much less now than it was. And that does affect the Oval Office address, because some people were playing... Uh, Various games, uh, many were watching uh, videos and other things. Uh, Mr. Balls uh, goes on to say the Republican lost 40 seats in the midterm, which is why uh, Trump's press, uh, principal adversary in the fight over border f- uh, funding is a newly empowered uh, Democratic uh, speaker, that is Nancy Pelosi. The president will follow his address with a trip to the border. That would be meaningless. His trips and his posturing like the address tonight. To his partisans, it matters. To others, uh, it it does not really matter at all. Above all, if the uh, nation uh, truly faces a humanitarian and security crisis, why should the government remain partially shut down? Very uh, good uh, question there, uh, that you is usually answered in the on the first day of a logics class. Anyway, particularly uh, workers at the uh, Department of Homeland Security, as the former Defense uh, Secretary Leon Panetta. Long a critic of this president put it on uh, MSNBC ahead of the speech. It justifies logic. Well, no doubt about that. There are many things that this operation does. And this is one thing for people uh, new to politics, becoming active in politics, uh, viewing uh, these uh, various political talking heads to remember uh, the political game has never been a rational game. And it never will be a rational game, so you can forget about that one. Logic does not necessarily enter the room. Propaganda does, uh, period. The Vice President uh, Pence, in a round of interviews on Tuesday, said more than 60,000 people were uh, apprehended along the border in both October and November, up from the uh, uh, 50,000 in September. Well, so what? They reached this mark in October and uh, November of 2016. Then it dropped dramatically. So that's probably uh, part of it has uh, has uh, caused it. When the White House Press Secretary, uh, Sarah Sanders, I don't hear much about her, tried that with uh, Chris uh, Wallace, the moderator of Fox News Sunday. He set her straight and almost, uh, and all of those uh, caught uh, were at the airports, not the borders. The administration has manipulated statistics to try to persuade Americans But a genuine crisis uh, exists. The the most uh, glowing uh, uh, claim was uh, that 4,000 terrorists have been caught crossing the border. Now, actually, that is at airports. Uh, On Tuesday morning, Pence tried to use artful language to repeat the uh, 4,000 figure when called uh, on... uh, By Haley Jackson, he shifted ground, noting that uh, uh, 3,000 special interest aliens had been identified as trying to come across the border. That designation is uh, not at all the same as the designation of those that are terrorists. So, in other words, a lot of play on numbers here. The address, Oval Office address, is usually designed To uh, speak to a wider audience, to rally the nation rather than divided, to build uh, a a broad coalition as possible for tasks ahead. In this case, the president appealed to uh, three related audiences in mind: the Republicans on Capitol Hill, especially those in the Senate, those whom uh, support he must uh, keep to uh, his fight going, and those uh, patients may be wearing thin, the most loyal supporters. Who believe the, the president's promise to build a wall um, that Mexico would pay for, and finally some small percentage of Americans who uh, view as about uh, the wall uh, aren't already set. Well, most Americans uh, look at this wall as uh, as as nothing. Even people in the Southwest, we're talking about Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and some of California, uh, look at it basically as a joke. They've been living in this situation for a very, very, a long time period. It's by Eric uh, Wimple here. Uh, the networks interrupted their programming for the lamest uh, rerun uh, on TV. Um, this is also from the Washington Post. Here, get a little bit. Major broadcast uh, networks that did all manners of juggling to accommodate uh, Trump. For what then uh, did uh, CBS prompt its meat season premiere? The FBI, oh boy. And anyway, um, the Fox delayed the gifted, and what ABC repeats of Ellen's uh, Game of Games. I have no idea what that is supposed to be. Every week, uh, 300 um, of our citizens are killed by heroin alone, 90% of those. Uh, of, of which flows across the southern border. Well, a lot of that is made in West Virginia. Anyway, it should be noted that these uh, criminal uh, convictions cover a range of uh, of offenses, including many that are nonviolent, uh, probably jaywalking. So, in other words, the uh, fact checkers—they don't employ the fact checkers that would DJ Trump. They pretty much. Quit that because it's not factual, then you get into the situation of fake news by the fact checker. So, in other words, it's a lose uh, lose <clears throat> proposition, and uh, you'll hear from many of the uh, pundits here where they're playing on uh, words, and the words in themselves don't mean uh, very much at all. Period. Uh, And let's see what else we have. We had one article here, and I don't see it right now. It is about uh, one of these uh, heritage uh, ideologues that is uh, behind the uh, D.J. Trump uh, propaganda uh, efforts on behalf of the wall. He's one of these characters that's been around. And when you get, especially when you get the hard right types... uh, Speaking of Miller, or some of the open fascist types that Trump has, you get into a situation uh, that you're having just increased uh, problems uh, presenting it to anyone. Here's a guy right here, partisan warrior with little experience, uh, steers it. This is one of these characters. Uh, what's his name? Russell T. Vaughn took the helm of the Office of uh, Management Budget a little over a week ago after the agency. Uh, Began closing their doors. A few days later, he used his uh, perch to make uh, several uh, controversial decisions aimed at blunting the impact. Uh, meant to meant to buy uh, time. Vaughn uh, led the decision to allow the IRS to pay refunds during the shutdown. As some, uh, something that hasn't been uh, previously allowed, and what some Democrats call legally dubious, you can expect uh, taxpayers uh, lawsuits here. He was also involved in efforts to find money to uh, pay for food su- sufficiency of food stamps as in uh, February, and Vaughn briefed Republicans on vote decisions uh, Tuesday night in an attempt uh, to ensure uh, nervous lawmakers uh, to uh, stand by uh, Trump's uh, funding there They are getting nervous because especially the tax returns. Several officials involved in the shutdown say they uh, have had a hard time getting a clear. <clears throat> excuse me direct he's from the office of uh management and budget this vaughn is a is a conservative ideologue no doubt about that uh and he's been around the heritage foundation i wouldn't know him if he walked down the street that's from patrick leahy he's from uh vermont he's 42 years old uh he has uh, won uh, pundits in the administration for his energy. Well, he may have a lot of energy, but not much sense. Uh, he is always the kind of hands on the deck. That's from Mark Short, who used to be the legislative director there. This character uh, has been around writing uh, for 15 years. He was on the staff of what's called a Republican uh, study group and later a top official uh, with the political arm of the Heritage uh, Operation he was hired by uh, uh, old Mike Pence and Muldini, uh, there, uh there. So in other words, and also he's a right-wing uh, Christian who said Muslims simply uh, do not simply have a decent uh, theology. He said uh, they do not know God because they rejected uh, Christ, his son. Well, so have the Jews. I hate to tell him that. I'm a Christian. I believe in Christian set of principles, and no doubt he does. He has said borders on uh, fascism, so there's so much uh, for Mr. Bond. He used to also write with the Red State. Uh, That's where, what's his name, used to be around. I forget his name even now. From Georgia, you don't hear much about him anymore. He argued that conservatives in the House uh, should push the party as far to the right as possible. They've been uh, doing uh, that uh, pushing. Uh, that is at least a conservative caucus, but the further they push their problems, he was Mr. Uh, freedom Caucus, uh, and this is uh, a flippable, there's no freedom there before it existed. That is from Kirk uh, Bedella, a former uh, GOP uh, staffer. So that is so much on him, let's go do the sports here, and we'll do the numbers themselves. uh We'll do the NBA scores, and then we'll get back to college ball. The Pacers were at the Cavaliers in uh, Cleveland. Uh, Pacers, 123-115 to 115 for the Cavaliers. The uh, Wizards were at the 76ers in uh, Philadelphia. 132 for the Sixers and 115 for the Wizards. The Nuggets were at the Heat. The Nuggets, 103-99. to 99. Nuggets have been winning some games lately. The Hawks and Rafters. It was the uh, Rafters, 104-101 to 101 for the Hawks. The uh, T-Wheels and uh, Thunder uh, in OKC. The T-Wheels pull it out. Uh, Of course, they recently fired Thibodeau, who's their coach, uh, by two points, 119 to 117. The Kings and Suns in uh, Phoenix, where it's warm. Uh, Suns, 115 to 111. The Knicks and Warriors in uh, California, the Warriors, 122 to 95 for the Knickerbockers. The Hornets and the Clippers in Los Angeles, it was the Clippers, one. 28-109 28 to 109 to the National Hockey uh, League and what games were there? The Wild and Bruins in Boston, and um, the Bruins shut out the Wild. The Devils and Sabers. It was the Devils. Uh, excuse me. It was the Sabers five to one. I'm looking at it here. Anyway, the uh, Hurricanes and the Islanders. Uh, the Hurricanes 43 old Islanders. The Pampers and uh, Penguins in uh, Pittsburgh. Five to one. Uh, the Penguins over the. Uh, uh The Flyers and the Capitals. It was the Capitals five to three. That was the final. The Canadiens and the uh, Red Wings. It was the Canadiens three to two. The Blue Jackets uh, were shut out by the Lightning. Uh, four zip. The Stars and the Blues in uh, St. Louis. It was the Stars three to one over the Blues. The Avalanche and the Jets, uh, Winnipeg. I kind of like that phrase. Uh, seven to four Jets over the Avalanche. Uh, I guess the Avalanche didn't have any snow. The Rangers and uh, Golden Knights of uh, Las Vegas. It was the Knights at 4 2. That was the final, and the Oilers and the Sharks. It was the Sharks 7 to 2. And back to college uh, football. Um, the national championship has just been played, or has been just played, at Levi Stadium.